Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. In some of the breaking news of the day, the U.S. Department of Education is launching a civil rights investigation into Utah and four other states who do not have universal mask mandates in school. Some Utah lawmakers argue the feds are overreaching once again. Others have, of course, concerns about masking young kids. But what's the right thing to do? Where do we really go from here? And what is this investigation and potential suit really all about? Uh, I want to go back, uh, speaking to us here at Inside Sources on KSL News Radio last month, uh, Governor Spencer Cox talked about why the state does not have a universal mask mandate for school kids. Even the CDC guidance last year um, had had qualifications about the social and emotional learning piece, especially for younger kids, um, that the ability to see, uh, to connect. Um, so, so all of those things really matter, and all of those things are important. And it, it's all about finding that balance. And so we, you know, I'm hopeful that, that getting masks to those who need them or want them um, to protect themselves uh, will, will be helpful. And uh, for those that don't and, and feel like they need to prioritize that connection, that they'll have that opportunity as well. Now, this gets uh, curiouser and more complicated as we go on. And so to help us break it down, we'll go to the inside source himself, Senator Evan Vickers. He's the majority leader in the Utah State Senate. He also owns uh, pharmacies in southern Utah. And uh, Senator Vickers, uh, this one is getting really complex. And it seems to me that it that the Department of Education is sort of going after the CDC, uh, kind of making the same argument from a from a different side, especially as it relates uh, to the the civil rights of kids, of students, young students uh, with disabilities. How do you, how do you see this? Well, it's really been interesting, Boyd. Uh, you know, Department of Education has not reached out to us to find out what actually our policies are. Uh, there's been some erroneous articles, for example, in New York Times wrote an article that says we have a ban on masks in schools. That's not true. Uh, if you followed this, if you followed it, you understand that we have a process. We have a process in place. You, you're seeing that play out in parts of the state. Uh, you've got, you know, some Salt Lake City schools. You got schools in Grand County, schools in Summit County that are having some mask requirements. So we don't. We have not banned masks across the state. We do have a process in place that uh, can implement that. The Department of Education, like I said, has not reached out to us to find out what's going on. It's kind of seems like an interesting way to work with a partner. So if you're a partner, usually you would work and reach out and say, hey, what is your policy? What's going on? But all they've done is uh, indicate with press or through press releases that they're coming after the state of Utah and so it's a little unfortunate, you know. It, it it certainly is federal overreach and federal overreach without clarification. So, anyway, we're a little a little uh, concerned about it. 
Yeah, and I and I appreciate you raising that, Senator Vickers, in terms of how do you create space for the right kind of conversation? I we were talking earlier today that uh, I think if you backed it all up, uh, I think everyone uh, believes and wants the same outcome in terms of having our kids in school, uh, making sure we're meeting the right needs, and that they're they're healthy, they're well educated, and well well adjusted. And uh, as you said, this is not the way you you foster a. Uh, a real higher level, elevated conversation by firing shots across the bow uh, in sort of a press release war. Again, that sort of seems contradictory into terms of what the outcome objective should be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and like you know, I heard the governor's comment. You know, just before I came on, and he talked about a balance, and that's what we're trying to create. We know that there's there's a balance of keeping a child safe. Uh, we know that uh, you know some of the effects aren't as serious in children, but at the same token, they're, you know, we're seeing a higher positivity rate, but, how, you know, what's the ultimate effect of that? And then how much, how more, how more difficult is it for a child to, to not be able to have that in-school environment, uh, you know, the learning environment, or are we, are we hurting them as long, in long term as far as their education? You know, like the governor said, we just have to have a balance, and that's what we've tried to create with our policies in allowing that to go forward. And unfortunately, some people were feeling pretty strongly one way or feeling strongly right. You know, we, in the state of Utah, we are kind of polarized on this. You know, you've got the left and the right, you know, looking at it. But and then the Department of Education stepping in and doing that doesn't help any because there they're certainly doesn't, doesn't appear like they're looking at any kind of a balance. They're only looking at one perspective. Yeah. And, and that's the uh, troubling thing. And, and I guess something that troubles me more, and I'd love your perspective on this, Senator, Uh, is that using civil rights, the civil rights of students with disabilities as the justification for this investigation uh, is is a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Uh, If you look back at the CDC guidelines for having kids mask uh, or it says anywhere that their masks are required, there has to be uh, permission or allocation space for Kids to whom wearing a mask would would cause great problem or inhibit their learning or prevent them from going to school altogether. And so it seems uh, it seems like we have just an interesting framing of this debate using civil rights uh, of those with disabilities as justification. What's uh, what's your take on all that? Well, I would agree. Uh, You know, when we look at children, we want number one, we want the very best for them. Uh, And that doesn't matter if that child is a just a normal, healthy young child, or whether they're someone that has a handicap in any way, shape, or form, we want to provide the very best education and environment, environmental experience that we can for them. And uh, so we've been, you know, we've been very careful in Utah to allow those things to happen, provide, you know, provide the appropriate space, the appropriate instruction, appropriate opportunities. And with COVID, it's certainly been a big complication, uh, but we're con- trying, continuing to try to do that across the board. And so anyway, to attack based on on one aspect and not even – and then the fact of the matter is they really haven't even reached out or proven that we're doing something wrong and even in those areas. So it's pretty, ch- pretty challenging. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting in the, uh, the days ahead to see how this begins to unfold, where the conversation goes from here. Senator Evan Vickers, we always appreciate your perspective and uh, your ability to – to look through all the rhetoric of of all the different uh, polarized portions of this discussion and and get us to the things that actually matter most. Uh, Appreciate you jumping on with us today. Yeah, you bet. Happy to do it. All right. Again, that's uh, Utah Senator Evan Vickers.
uh, from the state legislature talking about uh, how this all fits in and that this is not the way to have an elevated conversation. You don't do that by firing off press releases uh, and launching investigations that seem to be at odds uh, with the executive branch, the agencies in and of themselves. Uh, so this has got to be sorted out, and uh, we'll continue to follow it and track it here on KSL News Radio. Uh, of course, last night uh, there was a vigil held for Marine Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover, who uh, tragically lost his life in Afghanistan at the airport there. As we've been talking, uh, a Gold Star family, a Gold Star community has begun. Uh, Jenny Taylor and State Senator Kathleen Reby were there. Uh, hear what they have to say about it coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.